morning, everybody. This is, well, that was fun. And my name is Becca Buffo. This is our sixth episode of the podcast. I have more to talk about today than I thought, so let's get started. huge coffee drinker. Uh, I will make like a homemade mocha, which is like a tiny bit of coffee, like maybe a quarter of the coffee mug. I put coffee in and then I do a big scoop of hot cocoa mix and then I mix in milk and, you know, maybe a little creamer. It's like a thousand calories, I'm sure. Then I microwave it because you gotta warm it up a little bit more. But, um, and then, you know, that's, that's as much as I like coffee, the taste of it, but I really like the smell. I grew up with two parents who really liked coffee and each in their own way. Like my mom would make 12, a 12 cup pot of coffee in the morning and by night it would be gone. And it's just amazing to me how some people really, really love it and love the lifestyle of coffee. Um, I bring it up because we've been making a lot of coffee lately it smells really good. The house always smells great in the morning. I really appreciate that smell because it brings back memories of like good times, good times. So over the weekend, we had the baptism of the littlest of Gaul into the Catholic Church. And I've got to tell you, anytime our family does something, there always these like unexpected turn of events. So uh, when we were married, we had a pretty long engagement. It was two years, but not unheard of in today's society. You know, we wanted to make sure that we were able to pay for it ourselves. So we took our time finding a venue and looking at um, different ways to save money. But because we had such a long engagement, we went through a couple different priests. And by a couple, I mean five. Um, and the same thing happened when we had Sweet Pea baptized. We had it scheduled with our priest, and uh, her godmother lives in North Dakota, and Sweet Pea's godfather lives in California. So we had to like plan it out quite a ways in advance. Anyway, our priest never put it on the church calendar, and he went on vacation. So Sweet Pea was baptized by a visiting priest, which was like it ended up being fine and funny but that's just kind of what happens so now we come to um little miss d's baptism and coronavirus <laughs> and we uh again picked godparents who are very close to us um spiritually and emotionally and friend wise but not close to us physically godmother lives out in washington state and godfather lives in indiana by indianapolis so because of the pandemic that's happening we didn't want them to travel and and we let them make the decisions um but then we had a close um family couple that lives here and and the mom actually teaches at school with me to be the proxy grandparents unfortunately um, they had to be under quarantine because they had um 
currently been exposed to someone who did contract and test positive for COVID-19. So that was two sets of grandparents that then couldn't make it. So I um, kind of was panicking and talked to our church bookkeeper and our priest and and then um, father was like, well, well, why don't you see if someone, you know, in our parish family would be willing to do it. So we had two amazing people who are always there for us and they're a big part of my church family. Our organist who I sing with on some weekends and then a fellow um, parishioner who he's just a ball of laughs and his kids, he has, um, well, two of the kids, one of his daughters was in the same grade as Kyle and the son was a year below me and so we went to high school with them so we know their family <laughs> so he decided to step up and and be the proxy godfather and that it was just amazing it was a great day it was a very small service everybody who came um, from us to do the baptism wore masks at church and that really spoke volumes to me just about how respectful people can be about our family choices and I really appreciated it. Um, we did have some family travel in. My dad came in from North Dakota and he went to Northern Minnesota first to pick up my niece and nephew. And so those three family members are staying with us at the house. And first I was really nervous about cross-contamination, keeping everything um, separate and to make sure that, that we are being the most thoughtful that we can contain any spread so uh, after our family leaves we're gonna be self-contained for a few weeks we'll see we'll see what that leads to nobody's been showing any signs of symptoms so that's that's a good deal I wanted to talk a little bit today about remembering grace because we have these visitors um, and our age ranges are so very different in the children, it's been interesting trying to keep everybody engaged in some way, either um, doing something creative or doing something physical or you know, building our minds in some way, reading, that kind of stuff. Um, but the age ranges are extreme. My niece is 13, my nephew is 11, Sweet Pea is three, and Little Misty is four months old. So being able to juggle this wide variety of ages really shows me how some bigger families really do a great job with this, and, and I think the biggest part of that is remembering Grace. Um, our older daughter is used to having things her way. You know, for three years she was an only child and got all of our attention all the time, and then we had her sister and life kind of flipped got turned upside down as the fresh prince would say um and anyway it's that's just been kind of compounded and um different now that we have our niece and nephew here as well so yesterday the big kids were playing with sweet pea outside and they had a, a blow-up beach ball and they were kind of playing like like volleyball like a badminton basically like passing it back and forth and then Sweet Pea would run and she kind of ended up playing monkey in the middle when nobody really intended that to happen and right now she's really um, sensitive about being teased and so she runs to me and she says they're teasing me and I'm like 
No, they're not. They're just playing a game. If you would like to play, and then we, we talk about how to ask a question or how to get someone's attention to say, excuse me, I would like to play. May I please play with you? You know, giving her these different tools to try and do that. And just remembering that she's small and remembering that she has these big emotions and her world has been changed a lot um, lately. So I need to be gracious and, and not get frustrated with her when she does display these big emotions, especially because big kids don't do nap time and she's so excited that they're here that she's like, no way, I have FOMO, fear of missing out. I'm not going to miss a single thing, so I'm not going to take a nap. And then she gets overtired, and then these big emotions happen. I also need to remember Grace with um, Kyle and his work schedule. While we have everybody home, the original plan was that he was going to be able to take a day or two off of work this week so that we could do things as a larger group. And unfortunately, that just is not going to pan out this week because they've got a lot of big projects at work and I got really kind of in my own head about it and I was kind of, rah, 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 you know, why? Why does this always happen? Why is all of a sudden, you know, the plans that we have made not good enough? And I need to be gracious and realize that that's not his fault and we should be very thankful that he is able to continue working and we want to build and continue these strong relationships that he has with his employer and with his um, direct supervisor and everything and him being a service plumber you know people need that service it just doesn't stop when a school needs to be rebuilt from ground zero before the school year starts you know like stuff like that or when he's working in a cheese factory like that's something where plumbing is really huge because you're talking about food processing. So I just need to be gracious and keep that at the forefront of my mind that, you know, the plans that I have are not necessarily the most important plans. Um, and then also having my dad here is interesting. <laughs> Their schedules are so different than ours. Um, I'm used to waking up earlier and getting out and moving around and being more physical and all of that stuff. And, and that's just not how they roll. Um, our guests so so learning to to understand that grace is needed in every situation what I'm reading so I'm on the third Margaret Peterson Haddock's book from the missing series and it's called sabotaged and it's so fascinating because I feel like I'm learning more about history um, which is something I love about young adult fiction is that uh, a lot of times they can tie in different things like new vocab words and, and different things. So anyway, this one focuses on the story of Virginia Dare, which was the first child born um, of English parents in the United States, or what is the United States today. Um, she was born on Roanoke Colony, and... I just really love it. I think it's awesome. I'm excited to explore it further. Um, lately, I haven't been able to, to do that so much because I'm, I'm cooking for, it seems like, a thousand people, which is when I cook, I cook a lot of food. So, um, But it's been really fun because exposing my niece and nephew to another, another version of what reading looks like in our family 
um, is interesting. So my dad had them for a while earlier this summer and he made sure that they had books for pleasure reading um, on this trip as well. And so it's been it's been fun and interesting to be like, okay, I'm gonna read. Do you guys want to get your books out? And for me, reading happens when I'm nursing the youngest one, like when she when she's fully focused on nursing. She still gets um, distracted by the book, and she likes rubbing the pages and looking at the high contrast of the words on the white page. So, so that's interesting. Last night, Kyle and our nephew and Kyle's dad built a chicken run on the back of our chicken coop, which is a fenced-in area where the chickens can go and still have outside time, but it's kind of like a really large pen for them because lately they've been going all over the place and you heard my rant earlier about the chickens pooping on the cement and being in the garage and everything so we decided okay let's actually make a chicken run um so they did that last night it was really fun to watch the guys you know get the supplies together and share that uh, more physical manual labor with my nephew and my niece and just just looking out for one another and understanding that like okay this is something that neither of them have ever done before (laughs) like this is way out left field uh the kids have really liked the chickens um they like being able to see the different ages and the different styles and the different personalities of the chickens which is what I love as well so so building the chicken run we'll see how well it goes Um, We have, like I said, quite a a few chickens right now, so we're going to plan on selling some in the fall. So if you're looking for some some chickens, let me know. We have a lot of layers. We do have a few roosters in the younger, the teenager age range, so we're going to have to get, um, find homes for those before too much longer or else the big rooster will start getting a little territorial. Speaking of chicken, today's recipe is for Gigi's chicken. Uh, It's a delicious casserole that she makes that I've tried to recreate, and I think with her help, we've been able to nail down exactly what she does. Um, So she fries three chicken breasts, and then they're cubed when she she cooks them in just cooking oil on the stovetop. And then she adds to a casserole dish frozen broccoli. She cooks one package of egg noodles, um, one can of cream chicken, then you use that can as a measuring tool and you use half a can of milk and then you add, uh, now this is the interesting part, she says half a bag of shredded cheese that's white. So I'm trying to figure out, is it mozzarella cheese? Is it like the six Italian cheeses? And then how big is the bag? (laughs) Are we talking a bag of shredded cheese that is two cups? Or are we talking a big bag? So it's just interesting. Um, And she makes it and it's so good. And she cooks it um, for 25 minutes at 350 degrees. So I hope that that inspires you to make a good old fashioned casserole. Um, It's delicious and I hope you really enjoy it. 
So this has been Well That Was Fun with Becca Buffo. You've heard some rattling in the background from the Littlest Buffo. I hope you join us again next time. Thank you.